What's going on guys, welcome back to the show. Today's just gonna be a short episode. I wanna talk through something that happened uh, to me yesterday. It seems kind of meaningless when I think about the actual story, but it does bring up this really important point that I kind of wanted to get across today. And that's this general idea of, it's not necessarily what you do, it's the intent and headspace with which you do it. Um, and it's just so fascinating to me in this moment, I'll tell the story in a second, but um, it's not even a story, but it is so important what's going on in your head. Like it really just all of these decisions that we make, and I'm gonna tie this to fitness, but it really goes about everything. It's really just about what's going on in your head. Like there are so many things that you could do or decisions you could make, and it's not necessarily, you can't value those decisions by themselves without taking into context how those things are making you feel, what's going on in your head, what sorts of things are you telling yourself, and just becomes so apparent to me in certain scenarios like this that it's not necessarily always what you do, it's the intent and mindset and headspace with which you do it that is so important to deciding, a, you know, is this choice, is this habit something that is a positive for me? And I think that this happens a lot in health and nutrition and fitness or whatever, this question of like, well, why are you doing this certain thing? You know, it could be keto, it could be fasting, it could be counting calories could be doing a certain type of exercise, this added context of why, or in this case, with what headspace or mindset is so important. And I think I'm gonna tell the story, this is like a super quick, stupid story in a second, but um, I think counting calories is such a huge one because I think a lot of times counting calories is so polarizing. Like there's such a wide range of headspaces or mindsets that you could have while, uh, while you track. I mean, anything from, you know, tracking being just straight up awful for your mental health and, and you having it kind of border on an eating disorder, all the way to the other side of the spectrum where you might feel, hey, it's just something I do to help quantify how much I'm eating and I'm in a totally flexible, healthy, positive, logical mindset and it doesn't give me any anxiety. We see a wide range of responses and counting calories is one of those things that's so polarizing. People assume that it's terrible for your mental health and ruins your relationship with food and you must be doing it in this crazy neurotic mindset and then we have other people who prove that that just universally is not, or not universally the case. You know, there are plenty of people who track in some way, shape, or form and are in a totally healthy relationship with food, good mindset, good headspace, not doing it out of crazy, uh, you know, guilt and, and trying to classify things as good and bad and not being super anal about it and, you know, not bordering on an eating disorder. And so there's such a wide range of headspaces that you could be doing during, uh, certain things with. And that does gonna that is gonna come down to a lot of things like your social support, your environment, your education, and totally. My point is, you can't tell me counting calories is good or bad. You have to talk me through the kind of person, what is their headspace, what's their history, what's their environment like, what's their education on this whole thing like. And two people might be doing the same thing, keto, counting calories, whatever, and be in you know radically different mindsets, which is what I'm more concerned with. It's not what you do, it's the intent or mindset with which you do it. You know, how does this action, habit, or choice make you feel? How do you feel about that action? Um, and, I, and a quick example for me, and the reason that I'm making this podcast is yesterday, uh, Jenna and I, this stupid story, I'm not trying to make this out to be some big thing, but it did bring up this idea of it's not what you do, it's kind of what goes on in your head. How do you feel about these decisions? So yesterday, Jenna and I were, we were didn't feel like cooking, and so we were thinking about what we want for dinner. Uh, and we really wanted this place, Hop Dotty, which is like a burger place by us. Uh, they make really, really good burgers. Uh, and more than that, they have bomb sweet potato fries, like just such good sweet potato fries with this like weird aioli. I don't even know what it is. It's just so freaking good. And we really wanted to eat that. And I hadn't eaten in many hours. We went for like an eight mile hike earlier that morning. So I, you know, I had a little breakfast when we got back, but I was really hungry. We had only eaten one meal that day. And I knew 
that if we were going to Hop Dottie, a place where I absolutely love the food and it's not very nutritious, obviously we're having burger and fries, that I could eat, you know, thousands and thousands of calories if I go there really, really hungry. And, and frankly, and I'll get to kind of the bigger point, because I wouldn't enjoy it so much if I went there kind of ravenous. Um, and so, you know, going, when I was thinking about, okay, we're going to Hop Dottie in, you know, 45 minutes, we're going to eat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a burger, we're gonna get fries. My brain thought, hey, you only had one meal today. You're going to be a little bit low on protein. Yeah, you're about to get a burger. That does have some protein. And so I thought, okay, maybe I will have a protein shake before I go. And to me, that would serve the purpose of hedging my protein for the day. I, I could use a bit more protein. I'm probably not going to eat again after this meal. And I've only had one meal and, and I had fucking breakfast tacos. So it's not like that was loaded with protein either. Um, and so I was like, all right, let me have a shake before I go. I also knew that by having that shake before I went, that I would be a little bit more satiated going into that meal and I'd be less likely to want to binge or, you know, eat an amount that would eventually make me not feel good. I'm not necessarily, again, I'm using these words very carefully because it's not about, it's not about the guilt of eating, you know, a lot of calories or the guilt of eating something that's not nutritious. To me, it just was about knowing that I will feel better physically if I, go into that and I a little bit more satiated and I'm not feeling like I want to binge on, you know, normally I could get two or three burgers from this place and have my own sweet potato fries. Whereas, you know, maybe if I have this shake, I will enjoy a normal sized portion that won't make me feel not good afterwards. In addition to that, I know that Hop Dottie has really good salad that I really, really like. It's like this kale chopped salad that comes as a side. I really like that. And to me, it's important, and we'll get into this in a second, to me, it's important that I have that salad also with this meal. And so I did two things that I was kind of critiquing when we were sitting there. I was laughing with Jenna. I was like, I had the protein shake before I came because I knew I'd be low on protein for the day. And I knew I would be a bit more satiated when we showed up to this place because I fucking love the food. And I knew that if I showed up there ravenous, that that might not be the best outcome or lead to the best outcome. And I don't mean the best outcome in terms of fat loss. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm gonna eat so many calories. I'm gonna get fat. It was... I, I would maybe not enjoy it as much because I would be so hungry. I would want a lot of food. And if I indulged on the, uh, as much food as I would be hungry for in that moment, I probably physically wouldn't feel well. I probably physically wouldn't feel well getting two burgers and my own thing of fries versus like just getting one burger and splitting, which is technically a shareable amount of fries with Jenna, which would be way more enjoyable for me than leaving there feeling super, super stuffed with, again, food that I, I'm not saying is good or bad, but it's not super nutritious. And if you eat a ton of burgers and fries, then I typically don't feel very good from a GI perspective, from an energy perspective. Um, and so I did these two things. I got I had the protein shake before I left and I had the salad when I got there. And I just laughed because to me, those were so important to me. Not so important, like I would feel so bad without them, but I just, my subconscious was like, hey, have a protein shake before you go. You're low on protein and you're freaking starving. Maybe not a good idea to go to your favorite burger place where you can, you know you can go balls to the walls starving. So I had the protein shake. Then when I got there, I knew that having salad was going to be important to me because the meal, burger and fries, doesn't really have any fiber at all. And again, from a satiety standpoint, I felt that I would have an overall more enjoyable experience, not only during the whole eating, but afterwards from a, how do I feel after I eat this perspective, that it was important for me to have that salad. And I just looked at those two habits of like, I had a protein shake before I went, I made sure to get a vegetable on that meal or with that meal. And I just thought to myself, if somebody, if I said that, hey, I went to a burger place and I felt it was important to have a protein shake before I went and have a salad with that meal, you know, 
There are going to be some people who are like, dude, you're crazy. Just eat the fucking burger. That's super neurotic. Why do you, why can't you just have the burger? Why do you have to make it into something where you have to have, you got to hit your protein for the day. Got to have a salad. You know, why are you taking that so seriously? And I just thought to myself that that could be how somebody is interpreting this because that might be how they or have experienced with their clients. If they're a coach or something like that have experienced people reacting. And I thought to myself, inherently there's nothing wrong with me having that protein shake or making sure that I have that salad with that meal. It's about what my headspace is about those two habits. For me, I, I didn't, I'm not feeling any stress or anxiety around needing to have the protein shake. It's a very easy habit. It's not like I drove 20 minutes out of the way to get a protein shake. And the same thing with the salad, like it's about why you're doing this. I had the protein shake because, and it's funny because I'm just like trying to like defend myself here, but I'm just trying to explain from a perspective standpoint that if you, if I had a client who was like, I was going out for a burger and I made sure to have a protein shake beforehand and I made sure to get a salad, I would not immediately start clapping and be like, oh, great job. You know, you hit your protein, you made sure to get a vegetable in. I would just be a little bit curious as to what's going on in their headspace. Did you do that stuff because you thought that otherwise you'd get fat or because otherwise you'd be unhealthy or because otherwise something big consequentially negative would happen? Because I am I am curious about what's going on and why you're making those, those decisions. But if you answer me, hey, I was a little bit low on the protein for the day and I was starving and I didn't want to show up to my favorite burger place starving because I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much if I was eating, you know, two plus burgers and an extra thousand calories of burgers and fries. And I felt, you know, very uh, way overstuffed. And I don't mean that like a, from a get fat perspective. I mean, literally, I will physically not feel good if I have two burgers and my whole thing of fries. But if I show up that hungry, then, you know, that might be the direction that I want to go because I'm just that hungry. And then if the person said, you know, I got a salad because, you know, I really thought that getting some fiber in, dude, I had fucking breakfast tacos for breakfast. And then I was going to have a burger and fries for dinner. And so I was like, you know, Jordan, you should probably have some form of nutrition here somewhere. You should probably have some form of fiber, a fruit, a vegetable, something, because I want to take a good poop at some point. Like there's just a, if, if someone was like, Hey dude, why don't you just have the burger? You know, like if I'm like with my, like family sometimes and stuff. I love my family, but like sometimes, eh, I can't even pick on them. They're actually pretty great. But let's say, you know, you're out with friends and someone's like, well, get a salad. I mean, we're here for burgers. And it's like, yeah, you know, but I, you know, I, I feel like I'd like to balance out this meal a little bit with some form of nutrition alongside of it. Now, just the act of ordering that salad can be all the way on the spectrum of, you know, overly neurotic, driven by guilt and anxiety, driven by good, bad food mentality. You know, I don't deserve to have the burger unless I have the salad all the way to a very healthy mindset of like, hey dude, I'm just gonna feel better if I also get a salad. I know that the salad is nutritious and it's good for me. And I wanna have some good poops later. I haven't had any fruits or vegetables today. So this is just something I'm gonna do in addition to getting something that I really enjoy. Like it is, there's such a wide spectrum of mindsets of head spaces that you could be in when you make these choices. And again, like from the protein perspective, it's like, I'm not even worried that if I'm low on protein, something bad is gonna happen. Of course not. I know logically it won't make any difference if I'm a little bit lower on protein one day. Who gives a shit? But it's something that after doing it for so long is subconscious. And it's a habit that by doing it 
consciously for so long that it has become subconscious is something that does pay dividends over the long term from a muscle growth perspective, from a satiety perspective, from a overall nutrition quality perspective. So it's a habit that I did for a long time consciously, which was like prioritize protein and kind of just generally check in with how much protein I've had per day, that now it's something that subconsciously my body's like, okay, you had breakfast tacos, you're gonna have a burger, you're probably relatively low on protein today, just have a shake. It'll help you be a little bit more satiated, it'll give you a little bit more protein for the day, and it's a very easy thing to do. It's not like we're making a big ask. And so this might all sound uh, you know, I might be preaching a lot to the choir. A lot of people might be like, yeah, it totally makes sense. You got a burger and fries, but you're like, okay, let me get some nutrition with that as well. And so I'll get a salad, you know, the whole like pre-eating. I know if you guys follow James Smith, James Smith is a big pre-eating fan where it's like, hey, if you're going out to a, a dinner where, you know, you, you really want to just have a normal portion, you don't want to like let yourself go overboard, that eating something beforehand is a good idea. I, I do subscribe to that. I think that's a great idea. Um, have a protein shake before you go out to dinner. You'll be a little bit more full. And you probably won't battle with so much willpower. Now, I wrote in some of the notes, I was like, well, you know, why don't you just have more self-control, Jordan? Why don't you just go to the burger place and not get the two burgers in front? Well, motherfucker, I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry. And I don't want to have to spend so much self-control. Like, if you think, I, I'm starving and this food is delicious, that is a recipe for a higher likelihood of me eating more than I probably want. Now, what is more than I want? It's an amount that probably wouldn't make me feel very good. I'm not worried about one day of higher calories. I'm worried about having, first of all, worried is even a strong word, but these decisions are being made so I don't have three burgers and a whole thing of family-sized fries and not feel very good. I, don't wanna, I just don't want to not feel very good. And again, this, uh, where is the motivator coming from? Is it because I think something bad is going to happen? Because I'm having massive anxiety about it? Because I'm worried about my muscles shriveling up into a raisin if I don't have protein? No, it's, of course not. Maybe that's where some people's mindsets are. And that's why it's important to dig into, if you're a coach, dig into your client's reasoning and their headspace around certain, certain ideas. Um, you know, this idea of like, well, Jordan, why don't you just have more self-control? Why don't you just go to the burger place and not order the two burgers? Okay, listen, if you think you're gonna rely only on self-control, that shit is a muscle. It gets tired. And frankly, it's not all that strong of a muscle. Like you don't have as much, if you're relying on self-control, it's a real recipe for disaster. It's way better for you to set up your environment and put some habits like, hey, get a salad and maybe have a shake before, put that shit on repeat, that might save you from having to spend so much of that finite um, self-control, which is very finite, um, and you won't have to spend as much of that energy on willpower, right? You shouldn't be relying on willpower. You should be setting up your environment, having you know habits that you stick to subconsciously or consciously until they become subconscious um, that, that help you succeed with whatever your goal is in my general goal in terms of what I would qualify success in this scenario was just for me to not eat so much that I didn't feel good afterwards. And so I was like, you know what? Between this protein shake and this salad, I will enjoy a normal size portion. I'll have a little bit more nutrition and I'll have an overall more, more enjoyable experience. This is not something where it's like, hey, if you don't do this, I knew something really bad was going to happen. I was going to be super guilty about it. It's like, I will just generally feel better if I make these choices. And so again, it's not necessarily what you do. It's the intent with which you do it. If I have a client who orders the salad, has a protein shake before she goes out, I'm going to ask, you know, kind of not why she did that in an attacking sense, but just out of, out of curiosity, like what was your headspace going into that decision? Why did you make those decisions? Because that is equally important, if not, I would say more important than what you do, right? It's not your, int it's not what you do. It is the intent and headspace with which you do it. Um, again, as yourself or a coach, my hope is that you explore the why behind you are behind 
why, the why behind the decisions or habits that you are making, the choices that you are making. You know, some of the topics that come to mind, and I'll give you a little couple examples that I just gone through with, with clients as a coach, is like tracking or exercising on vacation. Either of those can be right for you. You might want to track on vacation because it's, you know, something you've really struggled with. And even just loosely tracking can help you maintain some semblance of whatever goal you have, but also enjoy yourself, right? Or maybe not tracking is what you should do because mentally you really need to practice or would benefit from practicing, peeling back some of that um, detail with which you track. You know, tracking at all, right? We talked about tracking calories. Tracking calories might be something really, really awesome and you're doing it because it really helps you quantify how much you're eating. It, it allows you to have a more inclusive food choice where you feel like, hey, I can have anything. You know, people joke about the, I can have anything as long as it fits my macros. And it's like people who are anti-tracking will say that. They're like, they, tra they think tracking is bad for everybody. They're like, you can have everything, but only if it fits your macros. I promise you that same sentence for somebody else sounds amazing. People who have forever labeled food as good and bad, the fact that they now learn that they can have anything as long as it fits under the umbrella of how many calories are supposed to eat on average across time is massively liberating. And so again, it's perspective. Where are you looking at this from? What's your headspace? You know, we look at calorie cycling. Calorie cycling might be really great for you because it helps you adhere to your total calories, whatever they are, um, by the nature of you fitting you know, or having more calories on days that you really want to and less calories when you don't. Calorie cycling might also be in, in, done in a terrible headspace of you binging, uh, uh, restricting all week, starving all week so that you can binge on the weekends. And so these things are more about at least equal, but I'd say more about what is the headspace with which you're doing it. Cardio, are you doing the cardio because, you know, you think it's the best route for fat loss and you think that, you know, you ate a big meal last night and so you must do cardio. Or are you doing cardio because you're like, you know, I know it helps with calories burned. I know it helps with obviously cardiovascular heart health. And it's part of something, part of being an overall healthy person. It's part of adhering to my, or, or succeeding in whether it's fat loss or weight maintenance goals. And I'm not doing it as punishment. I'm not doing it because I think it's special. You know, it's about what is the headspace with which you're doing it. Are you intermittent fasting because you think it is a special hack because you think otherwise you can't lose fat? Or are you intermittent fasting? Because, hey, this is an opportunity for me to shrink my feeding window because that's going to help me adhere to my calories a little bit better. Are you doing keto because you think carbs are bad and you feel guilty when you eat carbs and you heard insulin is the devil? Or are you doing keto because, frankly, this really matches up with the way that you really enjoy living your life and you're very happy doing it. You're not doing it out of fear. Uh, you're doing it because this is something that really syncs up with what you like to do and how you like to live. Um, you know, if you're having a protein shake before you have dinner, are you doing it because you think your muscles are going to shrivel up into a raisin if you don't have a protein shake? Or are you doing it because, hey, you know, I'm a little low on protein and uh, maybe I'll be a little bit more satiated going into dinner and I won't have to spend so much willpower because I'm not going to my favorite restaurant, Ravenous. Um, another one that randomly came to mind was just like the working out the day after Thanksgiving. And it, actually, yesterday was Easter. So it's a funny thing where some people tag me in like their workouts for the group and they were like putting that extra Easter food to work. It's so funny because that idea of putting your food to work can be such a positive thing. You know, the day after Thanksgiving, it's like, hey, have a heavy leg day. You know, after your Thanksgiving meal, because you're probably super, you know, uh, you've had a ton of glycogen that has been stored from all the cornbread and the stuffing, and you can have a really great workout the day after Thanksgiving, let's say, or Easter, whatever. But that same thing, this idea of working out the day after you eat a lot, you're either doing it in a positive mindset of like, hey, I'm gonna put these extra calories to work. This will be a good workout. 
or you're doing it in a super negative mindset of like, I ate a lot yesterday, thus I have to work out today because I got to burn it off or I, I deserve to kill myself today because I overate, you know, I fucked up yesterday. And so there is so much about this that is about the headspace with which you do it. It's like, my point is just take a look at the habits that you're currently doing, the currents that, the, the habits that you currently have. Ah, I'm getting a phone call about Callie. I will answer that and then we will get back to the podcast. Hi, Jen, can I call you back in in 10 minutes. Okay, thank you so much. Alrighty, bye-bye. Okay, we're back. Um, my point My point is take a look at the habits, the choices that you're currently making and just say, you know, why am I doing this? What is my headspace around this? How do I feel when I make these sorts of decisions? When you have two options in front of you, maybe it's track on vacation or don't track on vacation, assess how each of those makes you feel, assess what you want for yourself and start to look at kind of not just what you're doing, but the headspace and the intent with which you do it. You know, when somebody asks, uh, you know, and this this comes to mind, it's like when people ask you, when people assume one of those two perspectives, when someone assumes that, hey, isn't tracking calories neurotic? Like, doesn't it ruin your relationship with food? Why don't you just do it intuitively? Like. I've thought about that stuff before. People have said that to me. They're like, do you do this for a living? Can't you just intuitively eat? As if their perspective is that the only outcome of tracking is that it ruins your relationship with food, makes you super neurotic, has, gives you anxiety around food. And it's important for me to challenge my own actions and how I'm feeling about the choices I'm making. I've looked at my life. I've looked at my headspace around how I track, when I track, which is not always and you know what my priorities are in terms of you know physique goals or health goals or whatever and i'm happy with that headspace it's not what i'm doing it's my headspace my intent with which i'm doing those things and it, it just like in that moment i just like chuckled when we were at the burger place cuz it is all about what's going on in your head like it is not what you are doing what i was doing could be entirely mentally healthy or entirely mentally unhealthy and everywhere in between and so it's important that you or you and a coach or you and a therapist are, are assessing the reasons why the headspace is around what you're doing. Um, you know, I thought, you know, I thought about sitting there and I was like, you know what? 10 people would come up and 10 people would have 10 different opinions about those actions that I had. What, what matters is my opinion about those actions, my headspace, how I feel about the choices I'm making. You know, so, you know, a whole bunch of different reactions you could have. Oh, he's, he's obsessed. You know, why don't you just eat the burger? That's disordered. Like you could have so many of those opinions, but I thought in that moment, I don't give a fuck. I feel totally at ease, totally happy about my choices. I love the fact that the, the it totally worked, by the way. The protein shake was satiating, obviously helped me hit my protein for the day, which again, I know is not super consequential, but whatever, it wasn't a hard thing to do either. Um, I was more satiated. I got one burger, we split the fries, and I was super satisfied. The salad was super satiating. You know, I wanted to make sure that I had some good poops going. I don't wanna have an entire day without a fruit or a vegetable. Not that even that would be the end of the world. It wouldn't be the end of the world. But these are easy things. It's not like I went out and harvested my own salad for three hours because otherwise something bad. No, of course, I just fucking ordered a salad. It wasn't a big deal. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm pretty pretty passionate about this rant. But I really think it's like, it's important as a coach with your clients. It's important as yourself to just think about the reasons that you're doing things. Think about the choices that you're making and how they're making you feel and know that that is the most important part. It's not what somebody else thinks about your habits. It's not what your family members think about your eating style or your workout routine or anything like that. It's how do you feel about it? Are you doing things because you're afraid not to? Are you doing them because they're part of your best life? Are you doing them because you'd feel super guilty if you didn't? You know, Are you doing things in a very positive mindset, a very anti-negative mindset, right? Is it a mindset of like, again, I'm afraid not to, or I'm really excited about the positives? 
Um, and so, yeah, listen, I just, <laughs> I'm gonna end the rant now, but I just think it's important to inspect your headspace around the choices you're making and not assume that everybody else lives in your brain too and know that your feelings about your choices are what matter most. It's not necessarily what you do, it's the intent and headspace with which you do it. All right, guys, see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Where Optimal Meets Practical. If you liked the episode, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media or left a five-star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps. If you ever want to get in touch with me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jordan Lips Fitness. I'm always around to chat. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.